You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. We are back, baby. We're back. 2022 is over. 2023 has begun, and we are back. Hey, welcome to everybody watching online. Hi, Rich family. Give a warm round of applause, if you would, to all of our online friends. If you like what you see today, click the share button. It always means a lot to us. And make sure you let us know where you're watching from. We want to hear from you. We want to connect with you. And want you to know you're not alone. And even if you have to do church online, we're still here, we're still here with you. And we're glad that you came. So welcome, everybody. Grab your Bibles, if you would. I want to spend some time in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 9. And as we turn there, I want to give you a couple of praise reports, things to uh, just thank God about. Um, Several weeks ago, I asked you guys, coming up to Legacy Sunday, to ask the Holy Spirit if if he would let you be a part of us paying off the debt of this building. So our building started off at $2.2 million, and because of your generosity, let me just tell you, we are now at $868,000. So how about that? Come on, somebody. You are a generous church. I am so, so, so thankful that you give here, that you trust us with your finances. It means the world to me. And I just cannot wait to see what we can do when we're not paying off uh, the loan of this building. I I think God has done some amazing things, and I'm so grateful for each of you for being a part of that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Also this year, um, on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we have some amazing fasting and prayer called Discover Services, and we want you to be a part of that. If you've never fasted before, I believe that this is your year. You are going to be able to hear from God better than you've ever heard from God. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You are as close to God as you choose to be, and my job as a pastor is to get you to take some personal responsibility for your spiritual health. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Take some personal responsibility for your spiritual health. I am not going to hear from the Lord for you. I want to teach you how to hear from God for yourself. You, look at me, you absolutely can hear from God. He will speak to you. He will speak. And so as this week approaches, a week of fasting and praying, I want you to know that if you set your heart to hear from God, he will show up. He will tell you things that you need to know. And so now I'm a, I'm a big fan of first. I think in, in, in the Bible, multiple times, it talks about the first belonging to the Lord. And so uh, the first scripture I want to get into is in Jeremiah chapter 9. It's a word that I believe God is speaking over our church as he's blessed us with so many amazing things. And it would be easy for me to stand up here today and just brag on you and brag on what we've accomplished, brag on what we've done. Uh, but instead, I want to focus on this scripture in Jeremiah chapter 9. And starting in verse 23, I want to read through these next two verses and believe that this is a word the Lord's speaking over this year. And I hope that at some point, if you're looking for a scripture to, uh, to kind of proclaim over your year, this is a good one. People will select scriptures that it's all about, uh, this is the year I get my money right, and this is the year that I finally get paid. Like, calm down. Here's a good scripture for you. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, it says this, thus says the Lord. Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, says the Lord. And I am praying that this would be your scripture, your heart, your mandate from the Lord this year in 2023, that you would look back at the end of this year and say, hey, 
This is the year I got to know God better than I've ever known him. I heard his voice. I started speaking to him. I had a deeper relationship with him than I've ever known. You are as close to God as you choose to be. And I'm praying that you can make your biggest boast in the fact that you know the Lord and that he knows you and you're closer to him than you've ever been. Amen? Amen. So I was thinking about my own life and the ways that I've, uh, I've boasted at different stages of my life. You see, when you're two and three, you're boasting about your new shoes and can I run fast? That's completely different than when you're in your 70s and 80s. Like, you know, I, I get it. But at different stages in your life, you will boast about different things. At the end of your life, you're boasting about your grandkids and your great-grandkids and the legacy that you've left behind. But in my 20s, I would boast about things that, that just don't matter to me anymore. And I'm, let me just tell you, in, in 1999 and in the year 2000, I had the privilege of singing on an album uh, with an amazing superstar that ended up getting nominated for Song of the Year we, for, for a Grammy Award. That was a big deal. I got to participate in the Grammys. I got to participate in uh, the Stellar Awards and the Dove Awards, and award season was huge. I got to tour for two years and meet all kinds of amazing celebrities and famous people. I've got great pictures that if you'd like to see them sometime, maybe I'll work them into a message or something, but so many cool things. Let me just tell you, it's been a crazy life. But for two years, I met a lot of people that if you're underneath the age of 40, you have no idea who these people are. But for us with a little bit of gray in our beards, let me just tell you, it was a pretty cool day. I once, check this out, I once met the Dalai Lama, Richard Gere, <laughs> and Billy Graham in the same hour. How about that? I rode, I had a 10 minute elevator ride because I didn't get off because on this elevator ride, uh, Celine Dion rode in the elevator with me. And then she gets off and Alanis Morissette gets on. I'm like, I'm just staying here. I don't know. <laughs> Who else is coming next? This is awesome. Now, some of you are like, Alanis, who? Like, just ask somebody with some gray. Like, it was a big deal back in the day. And it was so cool to be able to hang out with these stars. I once shared a dressing room with Shania Twain and Carlos Santana on each side of you. Like, that's pretty cool. I had to call my dad. I'm like, if there was FaceTime, I didn't know there's no FaceTime back then, but like, if there was FaceTime, you would love what I'm doing today. Pretty cool. I once got to, I once got to be a bodyguard for, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Tucker, the actor Chris Tucker. Uh, that was pretty cool. And get to meet people that if you're underneath the age of 40, you could care less. You don't know who that is. Uh, but it was a big deal back in the day. I once almost killed Tony Bennett. Not even kidding. I was coming down the stairs at an award show and I rounded the corner on the staircase coming way too fast and I bumped into Tony Bennett as he was coming up and he did one of these. And I grabbed him by, by his suit coat and pulled him back up and he's like, oh, Thank you. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Dear God, I almost pushed this 90-year-old man down. He's been old for 100 years. <laughs> I once, at, 10 minutes later, I bumped into Clint Black, knocked his hat off, and, rec and realized that he was bald. Like, I knew that before you knew that. Like, I saw him with no hair. I'm like, You're, wow, you just have hair on the sides. A little donut. <laughs> that happened within the first just few minutes. I had pictures with, with Madonna and pictures of, of Prince and these amazing people with all these kind of cool stories. But you know what? I don't care about that stuff. You won't see that hanging on my wall. Why? Because I don't boast about that anymore. My boast is that I know the Lord. I boast about what God is doing here. I boast about the life changes that are beginning to happen. I love what God is doing at this church. It is the most amazing honor of my life to pastor this church. I love what God is doing in you. And I believe with all my heart, the best is still yet to come. I want to see you walk closer to God than you've ever walked. I want to be able to sit back at the end of the year and say, look at these guys. They know the Lord. They're hearing from him. They're being obedient to what he has called them 
to do. It's an amazing honor as a pastor to watch people hear from God and be obedient to it. And just on a side note, it's awesome. It takes a lot off my plate when you're just obedient to whatever God says. I don't have to do a lot of stuff if you just listen to the Lord. It takes a lot of pressure off of me. There are things that we boast in, but Jesus says this through his word and to speaking to us as a church. Let him who boasts, boast in the fact that he knows me. He understands me. I believe with all my heart, for those of you that are willing to fast and to pray and to seek the Lord, this coming up week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I believe God is gonna meet with you and speak to you things that you need to hear and understand. God is going to meet with you. God is going to speak to you. Not to me, to you. And you're gonna hear from him. If you've never had that happen before, let me just tell you, there's an amazing process that you get to go through to prepare to hear the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but there are times in my life where people have texted me or, uh, or sent me a message or left a message for me and they, and they say something that causes me to panic. And they say stuff like, can we meet? I need to talk to you, ASAP. I'm like, that, they may mean stuff like, I just wanna ask you to lunch or, you know, hey, did you ever think about this? This is a cool thing. Or, hey, you're getting a Christmas bonus. You know, cool thing. But in my mind, I go into a panic. Like, you gotta give me details. I won't meet with people that I don't know what we're gonna talk about. I don't like to be surprised or shocked or ambushed. That ain't good for me. And I believe that there are probably some people in this room that would agree with me. Like, don't, don't, don't do that to me. You ever sit down on the couch and your spouse says, hey, I was thinking, and you're like, oh, what's this gonna cost me? Don't think, just, just watch, let's watch TV. No thinking, this is a no thinking zone. So when you know that you're going to meet with God, when you know that God is going to speak to you, don't panic, prepare. Don't panic, prepare. And fasting is one of the ways that we prepare our hearts to meet with God. Fasting is a discipline that lots of Christians have walked away from. That's old school. Nobody really does that anymore. Bull. We need this. Fasting is how we hear from the Lord. I want to put this on the screen. Fasting prepares our hearts to hear clearly from the Lord. I want you to hear God and know that it was God. That way, at that, at that point, when you know that it was God that spoke to you, there's only two choices, obedience or disobedience, but that's on you. It's not interpretation. It's obedience or disobedience. Fasting prepares our hearts to hear clearly from the Lord. I think for many of us, when you, when you hear the word fasting, you think, okay, well, I'm just gonna take myself off of food. That's called a bad diet, okay? So this is not a New Year's resolution to lose some weight. This is not a new diet. This is not, let's take off a couple of pounds here. That's not what this is. Fasting is not about dieting. And so I wanna kind of combat a little bit of that and help you to position your heart to hear clearly from the Lord by teaching us what fasting is, what it's for, and what it's not. So fasting is not about the removal of food. I want to give you three points that help to show that. Fasting is not the removal of food. But number one, write this down if you're a note taker, fasting is a shifting of focus. It's not the removal of food, it's a shifting of focus. Now, I believe there are two types of people in the world, uh, those that love dogs and those that need to get saved. There's a reason why cats have nine lives, it's because demons abide in them. Judge me all you want, I don't care. Hey, you stick up for them demons if you want to. For the rest of us people, cats are not called man's best friends. You're, they have servants. 
Dogs, they're man's best friend. You can teach them. You can train them. You ain't never trained a cat. Come on. Like, oh, I trained my cat. You used a taser. That's what you did. You can get a cat to deal cards. It's just a matter of voltage. Dogs are proof that God loves us. But here's the thing. You know this. When you're, when you're raising a dog and you take a dog for a walk, especially if they've not been trained yet, you have to put them on a leash because dogs are led by what they smell and led by what they see. And once they get their attention locked on something, baby, they are locked in. And it is hard to pull them off of that thing. And if they don't understand what you want from them and the relationship that you have, and if they don't understand the leash and their limitations, they will pull themselves right towards something that could be bad for them. They get pulled in all kinds of different directions by every whim, every scent, everything that moves. Dogs will lock onto it and immediately start hurling themselves towards it, barking at it, trying to fight with it, trying to eat it. There's a reason why Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My burden is like, take my yoke upon you. Because he wants to train us to learn to see things the way that he sees things. I've learned this about dogs, that if you don't put that leash on them, you're going to have a hard time catching them. Because they will take off, and a new puppy, they, they ain't coming back. They will, they will follow whatever, whatever scent that they like. And the same thing happens to us. In many cases, we will get focused on things, look at me, that don't matter. Things that produce nothing good for us. We will get hyper aware of things that we think are really, really good that could be really, really wrong for you. And we will leave marriages, we'll leave jobs, we'll change careers, and we'll go this way and that way, led, apart by, led aside in, and led in directions that, that don't matter. Led by the voice of culture. This is what everybody's doing, let's go this way. And oh, that's not good anymore, let's go this way. Oh, that's not good anymore, let's go this way. Let me just tell you, fasting is a shifting of our focus to what the Lord wants for our lives, understanding that he has a better plan. He has a better goal. He says, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden's light. It makes sense. It's tailor-made just for you. Fasting is a shifting of our focus. I've found that uh, Proverbs 18 really spoke to me a lot this week, and I want to share this with you. Verse seven, I'm sorry, Proverbs 8, verse 17. It says, I love those who love me. This is the Lord speaking. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. I love that word, diligently. That's something that we don't, we don't use a ton anymore, but in the, in the Hebrew language, that word doesn't just mean, I want you to seek me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, what we may interpret. That's a good thing. It's a good way to look at it, but that's not what that word means. Diligently actually means early in the original language. Those who seek me early. Somebody say early. early. Seek me early. Find me. Let me just tell you, it's good to seek God's wisdom early. Early in the process. At the beginning. There's a reason why we do it first. Let me seek God's wisdom first. Let me seek his ways first. I want to do it early in the process. This is going to take a lot of people's walk with God and turn it completely around. Because most of us will seek God's wisdom after everything fell apart that you shouldn't have done. I'm going to let that sink in for just a second. Most of us will seek God's wisdom after we've screwed it up. It, wow, Lord, I, I totally messed that up. Would you please fix my issue, right? <laughs> Let me say it this way. Let's not seek God's wisdom in hindsight. Come on, somebody say amen. Let's not seek his wisdom in hindsight. Not this year. Not today, boo-boo. We are going for the Lord. We want to hear from him. Seek his wisdom diligently. Seek his wisdom early. Say Early. Seek his wisdom 
early. So fasting is not the removal of food, it's the shifting of focus. Here's the second thing I wanna share with you. Fasting isn't the removal of food, but fasting is a change of filter. It's a change of filter. Now, you come in here and you process through the filter of the day. And that filter may look like kids getting back in school, so what that means. It may look like your, your schedule. It may look like the, the leftovers from the holidays. It might look like your goals for the year or your health or your fitness or your weight loss. You've got all these filters of things that you're having to think through. Let me just tell you, some of those filters are good. Some of them are not so good. You don't know which is which. But fasting is a changing of the filter so that we can allow the Lord to speak to us clearly through a mind that's not corrupted by things that don't matter. We need to change the filter. One of the things I learned as a first-time homeowner was that I don't know anything about air conditioning systems. And about the second time that the AC repairman came, I'm like, hey, look, we've got water leaking all over the place. We've got the air conditioning system not cooling. Like, it is Texas. It is hot. I am way too fat to be 80 degrees in my house. Fix this thing. It's a new system. He's like, no, the problem's not me. The problem is you, me. He's like, yeah, you got to change that filter. I'm like, what is a filter? None of y'all told me. None of y'all told me. Did you know you're supposed to change your air conditioning filter every month? Y'all knew that? Thanks a lot. I'm sending you the bill. Tell me. Help me. That guy reaches into my air conditioning system a long time ago and pulls out something that looks like we were smuggling Chewbacca inside of our AC system. It was... I mean, hair and skin and dust and allergens and pollen. You're like, what in the world? He's like, yeah, you have to change this. I'm like, you change it. You're the AC guy. And now I know. Here's the thing. Your mind is the same way. You've got so many filters. If you don't change that filter, if you don't spend time with the Lord, you're going to end up processing through some things that are not healthy for you. You can't breathe. You can't function. You can't see it. You have to change your filter. And fasting is not the removal of food. It's the changing of our filter. I said it this way. We make decisions through corrupt filters and wonder why the Lord won't bless them. Because that filter is corrupt. It looks like your greed. It looks like your lust. It looks like your addictions. It looks like our failures. It looks like our shortcomings. And when we make decisions through those failures... God's not blessing that. He wants to give you a new filter. Fasting is not the removal of food. It's the changing of filter. Here's the third thing I want to share with you, and I'll finish up with this. Number three, fasting isn't the removal of food, but fasting sets the foundation for my future. Fasting sets the foundation for my future. Now, uh, I want to be able to look back at my year at the end of 2023 and not let it be a year full of regret. I want it to be a year where I say, God, I built on the foundation of what you did last year, and I know I'm closer to doing what you called me to do. I'm making a difference with my life. Why? Because I heard from you, and I was obedient to what it is that you told me. Let me just tell you, uh, we as, as elders of this church and the leaders of this church, we don't put together any goals for the year until after we fasted and prayed and heard from the Lord. I will not lay out sermon series for the year. I don't do a lot of planning until after I know what the Lord said. Everything from that point on becomes, does this line up with what the Lord told us in January? I will filter the leadership of this church through what God said when we were fasting and praying. And look at me, that's not just exclusive to me. This is the secret I'm gonna give you. You want a life built where you're not living in regret, but you're setting yourself up for an amazing future? Hear from the Lord. 
Be obedient to what God has told you to do. He has a plan for your life. Get on it. Get on it. How do we do that? Fasting, praying. It sets you up for an amazing future because it's built on a solid foundation of obedience to his word. It's good for you. Fasting sets the foundation for my future. Here's a great scripture in 1 John 4. It says, by this, we know the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Understand this, my friend. You are in a spiritual war, whether you see it or not. And it's not a war just to keep you from making more money. It's not a war just to keep you from having a, a better marriage. Those are very, very small things. You are in a war for your soul. You're in a war for your, for your legacy. How do I know the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error? How do I know what's right and what's wrong? How do I know that this is not just something that feels good or looks good or sounds good or might make a lot of sense or someone else did it? How do I know that this is what the Lord wants for me? Fasting and praying unlocks that for you. We're gonna be doing this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I wanna invite you to be a part of that with me. It's gonna set the foundation for your future. Let me just tell you, there are multiple times in my life where I've looked back and said, oh, thank God, I fasted about that. I got a word from the Lord. And God spoke to me and did things that I, I could not have made happen on my own because I was obedient to the voice of the Lord. And I want the same for you. Fasting sets you up for an incredible future. Um, I, I just have a, I have a special place in my heart for those that are single and those that ha- are single again. I get it. Because let me just tell you, uh, in, my, in my early 30s, I had to be single again. Uh, my marriage was done. And walking through uh, being single again was a difficult process because the people to date in your 30s, Y'all are all crazy. And the worst part of it is, this is the worst part of it, when you go on a date with somebody that your friends fixed you up with or or somebody that that they picked out for you and you're like, this is what you think of me? (laughs) Like seriously? Now, you might not realize how big of a deal that is, but you hadn't been single, let me just tell you, in your 30s, the people that you get fixed up with, you're like, are you serious? (laughs) I thought you were my friend. I got hooked up on a blind date with a girl that didn't speak English. I'm like, what are, what are we going to talk about? Like, how do you communicate with Like, I don't, what are we going to do here? There are people that you get fixed up with. You're like, oh, what is wrong with the world? You guys are cuckoo. And so learning how to filter out the spirit of truth and the spirit of error, like this is an important part of my life because I don't want to be single forever. I want to be married. I want to be in ministry. I want to be able to, to share my life and with, with somebody else. I want a partner, but everybody's crazy. It's cuckoo. And so when I finally went on uh, the, the first date with my wife, man, we, we had an amazing conversation. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Something. I even asked her, I'm like, why are you not married? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, something's... Something don't smell right. This is, this is way too good to be true. You ever been in that situation where you're like, hmm. And so we had some amazing conversation and I said, look, I'm looking to be married. I'm not looking to date somebody. I want to be married. If you don't want to be married, hey, if you want to stay single and date people, great. Knock yourself out. I'm done. I can't, I'm, not, I'm too old to play games. I don't want to waste people's time. If you don't want to be married, that's cool. Let's leave us friends. But you're serving in the church. I love your heart for the Lord. I love um, the, the, the reputation that you have of being someone that, that loves God's people. You, you're awesome. So there must be something wrong with you. So let's fast and pray. 
you know, one of the first things that we decided to do after we've been dating for a couple of weeks is, is like, let's fast and pray about this. And we determined that if God says that this is the one for me, that we would move forward with engagement. And if God says no, we would leave as friends. Why? Because I'm seeking the Lord early, early in the process, before my heart gets involved, before I do things that are stupid. Why? Because I make dumb decisions on my own. I make big mistakes. I promise you, you want the Lord leading this church. You don't want me leading it. I do dumb things. I get it. I get it. I know me. David says, Lord, your nearness is my good. And that's exactly true for me. The nearer that I am to the Lord, the better person I am. You want me to be a good leader? Let me be close to the Lord. And I want the same for you. I had to know for sure that the Lord was leading me in the direction that he was leading me. Otherwise, like, hey, I want off this train before it gets going too fast. And for those that are single or single again, let me just tell you, seek the Lord early. Early before you do something foolish like sleeping with somebody. Don't do it that way. There's a better way. Get a word from the Lord. And when you're obedient to what God has told you to do, let me just tell you, there's some amazing blessings that come with the obedience that, and the blessing that it brings. Seek him early. So Tina and I decided to fast and pray. We took three days and I said, we're not going to talk. We're not going to communicate any, anything. Uh, we're just going to pull ourselves away from social media, pull ourselves away from our phones, pull ourselves away from the noise of the outside world. We're going to spend time uh, just praying, just fasting. And I remember along about day three, I was on my, on my face. I like to get on, on my face, just put my face into the carpet and ask the Lord for help. I was reading my word and, and listening to the Lord. I'm like, God, you've got to speak to me. I can't make a mistake. I can't lead my children into a bad marriage. And I can't be deceived by someone. If this is not who you want for me, Lord, I can't allow myself to walk into a situation that I can't get out of. Help me. I need wisdom. Show me what to do. I can't make a mistake with my marriage. And I remember the Lord began to quicken something to my mind. It just sounded like a, like a thought. But in that moment, the thought was like, go back to the list that you made. And I remembered at the end of my first marriage, months and months before, I'd made a list of the things that I was praying for and believing for in a wife, things that I thought a wife would be. And let me just tell you, some of those things were super spiritual, some were super shallow. But that's who your boy is, I'm just telling you. Half hood, half holy, I, I get it. But I, but I like me. And so I made a list of the things that I wanted. I wanted someone that could love someone else's children as if they were her own. I wanted someone that wanted to be married, not someone that wanted to date. I wanted someone that loved the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. I wanted someone that wanted to work in a church and wasn't freaked out by people like you. <laughs> and there were some super shallow things like I wanted somebody with blue eyes. I'm like, oh, blue eyes. Like, mm. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I wanted somebody with good credit. I, I'm trying to own a house too. I ain't trying to rent forever. When they say significant other, it's like, yeah, significant. Sign if I can't. Right? Some of y'all never been in the struggle. You don't know. You, I want somebody with good credit. Like, it's important to me. It may not be a big deal to you. You're like, oh, I want somebody that looks good. Like, I want somebody that has good credit. I, the struggle is real. But I remember reading off that list of things and, and as I was fasting and praying and reading this list, I realized like, wait a minute, like there's some super awesome things that I wrote down when I was just in the middle of my grief. Like what am I looking for? What I want, how would I know it if I found it? 
How would I know the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error? Like, write it down and ask the Lord. And as I was talking to the Lord, and as the Lord brought me back to that list, the Lord spoke to me again, and he said, is she everything that I asked you for? I'm like, wow. So I see the list in a brand new light. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, she has this and has that. She doesn't do this. She doesn't do that. She's this way and that way. Like, everything that I asked you for, Lord, she has that. And then God spoke again. God says, if you want to marry her, I'll bless it. I'm like, wow. Cool. That means I'm done fasting. I got my word. It means I don't, I don't have to marry her, but if I want to, the Lord will bless it. That's a good thing. And so I get up and I decided, like, I'm about to call her, but first things first, I got to eat. I'm sorry. I've been, fast, I've been fasting for three days. Like, when you get what you came for, like, hey, it's time to go. And so I called her and I said, hey, I'm finished fasting. She said, I'm finished fasting too. I said, I feel like I've heard from the Lord. She says, I feel like I've heard from the Lord too. I said, well, what did God tell you? <laughs> did I not? It's the truth. I said, what did God tell you? Because I, come on. I ain't trying to put my whole heart out there at the beginning. <laughs> Baby steps. And I knew what the Lord had told me. God had said, if you want to marry her, I'll bless it. I said, what did God tell you? She said, I feel like the Lord told me, if you want to marry him, I'll bless it. How about that? Your boy went ring shopping. Let me just tell you, that following night, my heart wasn't even involved. It was obedience, recognizing that if I simply make the right choice, my feelings would follow. But I can't let my feelings push me into a situation where I'm being disobedient to what God has called me to do. Seek the Lord early. I got the answer that I was needing when I began to fast and pray and ask the Lord, God, don't let me make a mistake. Show me what to do. Show me how to do it. Show me the way to go, and I'll be obedient to whatever it is that you say. Let me just tell you, God's an amazing God. He wants to speak to you. Fasting is what sets our foundation on a firm, firm foundation, our future on a firm foundation. And I have the same heart, the same hope for you. You know, just getting practical, if you've never fasted before, if this is something that is brand new to you, let me just tell you, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, you have to decide what kind of fast that you're going to do, a full fast or a partial fast. I want to encourage you, if you've never done it, then just do a partial fast. That may mean stuff like you're going to take yourself off of social media, maybe delete Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok, delete those things from your phone. They're going to be there when you come back. Take those things off. Turn your television off. Get away from your phone. And instead of spending all your time on social media, spend your time listening to the Lord, praying, reading his word, begin journaling, write down the things that you have questions about, make your lists, write down the things that you think God might be saying to you. It's a good thing. It's a good step in the right direction. Other people, hey, it's water only. And if you want to go that far, you're more than welcome to do that. Let me just tell you though, if you're on medication, don't just pull yourself off of medication. That's really stupid. It's like, I'm hearing all kinds of voices. Like, no, you took yourself off of Adderall, and uh, that ain't the Lord. That's Scooby-Doo. That's what that is. So just be careful. Like, don't just pull yourself off of medication. Be mindful of the fact that you, there's a lot of things that you can't just detox from immediately. So I always like to spend the day before, like starting today, if this was, uh, if you wanted to fast on Monday, I would spend today beginning to prepare my heart for tomorrow. So I'd eat less and less. I don't eat some massive meal going into a fast and then let me just tell you, that's, that's a bad move. Don't do that. But prepare for the fast. Prepare to hear the Lord. Prepare to take yourself off of things that you know you would spend a lot of time doing. 
For other people, a Daniel fast means I'm gonna eat nothing but vegetables and, and drink water. That's a good thing. The most common fast in the Bible is a three-day fast. It's difficult, but it's worth it. And let me just tell you, like God will speak to you when you set your heart to hear from him. When you set your heart to hear from him early, early in the year, early in the morning, early in the week, early in your day, God will speak to you. He rewards those who diligently seek him. I want to encourage you to seek him. You need to hear from the Lord. You need a word from God. You don't need that to come through me. You need to hear for yourself. See, there's a decision that you make when you, when you hear from me, like, I don't know, maybe he wants me to do this or he wants me to do that. I'm manipulating you in some way. When you hear from the Lord yourself, there's no manipulating. He spoke to you. He spoke to your situation. He spoke to your marriage. He spoke to your future. He spoke to your finances. And there's only two choices left after God speaks, obedience or disobedience. But that's on you. I believe at the end of this year, you're going to be able to look back and boast and say, I know God more than I've ever known him. I'm closer to God than I've ever been. I was obedient to what he told me to do back in January because I fasted and prayed and built the rest of my year around what the Lord told me to do. Not what I wanted or what I thought was best. Not what anybody else said. It's what the Lord said. I'm going to go first as your, as your pastor. I've already started fasting. My wife and I started Thursday preparing for you. I just knew that uh, by the time I get to Sunday, like I, I need to have a few days worked in because if I'm going to preach three services on an empty stomach, like there ain't no telling what I'm going to say. And in the first service, I said, you know, I said something about we got to turn this ship around, and people gasped. And I'm like, I said ship, <laughs> ship, and and people are like, did he did he say one? So I'm trying to enunciate more clearly because I've already offended people in the first service. I'm trying for you. Let me just tell you, there are um, some powerful questions that I think each of us have, and you need answers. Um, you need to be able to hear from the Lord so that he can give you directions for your life. I want you to come into the presence of the Lord with an open mind, saying, Lord, I'm not going to lean either way. I'm not going to make, uh, make a decision without you speaking to me. I don't want to influence by anything else. Just speak to me. Just help me. Speak to me. And God's going to speak. And when he speaks, things are going to begin to change. I want to finish up with this thought. Um, fasting doesn't always change God's mind, but it always changes mine. It helps me to see things better from a better perspective, and that's what I want for you as your pastor. Would you guys bow your head and close your eyes? For all of our friends that are watching online, hey, just thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here. Thank you for giving and serving and for sharing the, the message that means a lot to us. I just want to finish up today by praying for you. And I want to encourage you, if if you're ready to fast and take this next step of dedicating these next three days to the Lord, I just want to tell you I'm proud of you. For some of us, that means pulling away from caffeine and sugar and stimulants and all that stuff. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult, but it's worth it. We're going to be praying Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Every single night, we're going to be praying for people that are fasting and just know that you're not alone. So if you're in town, you're more than welcome to meet us here and and pray with us. Um, if you're not, just know that you're, you're not alone. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray that right now you would show each and every person what they're fasting for. Begin to show them 
exactly what needs to change, what things need to be submitted to the heart of God for marriages, for relationships, for those that are dating and starting a family, for those that are having trouble starting a family, for finances, for careers and jobs, for health, for major decisions, Lord. We don't want to decide things on our own. And we don't want anybody else's advice, Lord. We need your word. We need your word. We need to know it. We need to build on that solid foundation. The foundation of your word. Lord, I pray that this week, every single person that's willing to take that step, that takes responsibility for their own spiritual health, I pray that you would meet them, that you would speak clearly. I pray that right now, you'd begin to open doors that no man could open and close doors that no man could close. I pray that right now you begin to quicken their hearts, that they'd hear this challenge of going deeper with you and they'd respond to it. Lord, we want more of you. More of you. So Lord, we set aside our hearts and minds and our time and schedule to hear from you. We ask that you would come. Come, Lord Jesus. Now with heads bowed and eyes closed, for anyone here today, that may be sitting here saying, Pastor, if I'm going to be honest with you, I, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I, I don't have this whole God thing worked out. My friend, you came to the right place on the right day because God wants to meet you. Today is the day where you meet God. You may say, how do I do that? I'm not really sure how to start a relationship with the Lord. Let me help you like somebody helped me one time. It starts with a prayer. And I'll tell you what to say. If you're willing to, to meet the Lord today, you take a step with prayer. And you ask him. So I'll tell you what to say. Say this with me right where you are. Pray this prayer with me. Just say, Jesus, I believe you are the son of God. I believe that you came and died and rose from the grave so that I could have life and forgiveness for all of my sins. I invite you into my heart to be my boss, my Lord, my Savior, Come and take over. I don't want to live my life my way anymore. I give it to you. In Jesus' name. Now with heads bowed and eyes closed, my friend, if you actually prayed that prayer with me, would you just slip up your hand all across this place? That was me, Pastor. Good. 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 I'm proud of you. Good for you. For those of you watching online, if that was you, would, would you reach out to me? As a matter of fact, there's a number going to appear on your screen right now. The number is 844-HRC-TEXT. Would you text me? Text the words, I prayed. And when you do that, I'm going to send you some things that will help you understand what just happened inside of your heart and what to do next. It's my greatest honor to help you in your relationship with Jesus. It's good for you. I want to help you do that. Awesome. Well, Highridge family, go ahead and look up at me if you would, then stand to your feet. Man, it's been such an honor bringing God's word today. I pray that you are strengthened and encouraged by it, blessed and challenged. I believe that this is going to be your greatest year. And I want you to believe it too. Your greatest year. Because this is the year you're going to be led by the Lord. This is the year that God's going to speak into your life. And you're going to align your life and your decisions with his word. It will be your greatest year. So I have our elders and their wives stepping forward. These guys are going to remain standing at the front to be available to pray for you about anything that you might need prayer for. 
I love these amazing people. They're my personal intercession team, my personal prayer team. I love them very much. They love me, and they love you. And we would love to pray for you. So if you have any needs, any prayer needs, they're going to stay here as the service finishes, and you can come forward and say, hey, I need prayer. We would be happy to pray for you. For everyone else, I want to remind you, hey, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we have two services on Wednesday, one at 10 and one at 7? 7. So every night, Monday and Tuesday is at 7 o'clock, and on Wednesday, we have a 10 a.m., and a Wednesday at seven. And we would love for you to be a part of that. On Wednesday night, we'll break our fast together with communion, taking the Lord's Supper. And I wanna encourage you to be a part of it. Now, if you can't be here in person, I get it if you have to work or whatever, or if you just uh, don't like hanging out with us. <laughs> I get it, but make an effort. I believe that you're gonna get out of this what you put into it. And God will meet with you and speak to you. Now, I have a huge, huge, major, major burden from the Lord to get you to take personal responsibility for your health, and this is the first step of doing that. So I'm gonna help you to do it. I wanna encourage you to do your part. Take a step, fast, pray, hear from the Lord. Discover all the things that God has to share with you. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you and bless you. Father, would you bless my friends with an amazing week, following after you all week long, in Jesus' name. And everybody together said, amen. God bless you as you go. I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit HighRidgeLV.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.